0: Welcome to the Principal Lighter Notes Podcast. My name is Sean Gaylord and I am a school principal and author coming to you from the Piedmont Triad region of North Carolina here in the United States. My book is called The Pepper Effect and in that work I explore the intersections between music, education, culture, and leadership through the story of the Beatles. The core of this podcast is to hover around that same intersection with a host of musicians and artists. All long and winding roads lead to the Beatles for this unabashed fan of the Fab Four. This particular episode will take us to another corridor through the doors. Of course, I am referencing the quartet that gave us iconic classic rock classics like Light My Fire, People Are Strange, The End, Hello I Love You, The Unknown Soldier, the list goes on. Their canon is timeless and their legacy is much more than Oliver Stone's bombastic biopic starring Val Kilmer. I do enjoy that film, but the story and legacy of The Doors is not perfectly enshrined In that film. In fact, if you want to get a better sense of The Doors on a cinematic level, then check out the opening scenes in Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now and you'll get my drift. This episode is written in tribute to the lead singer of The Doors, Jim Morrison. July 3rd marks the 50th anniversary of his passing. And I want to focus on his final album, With The Doors. L.A. Woman. This 1971 release is more than a final epitaph from The Doors. It is a lesson in perseverance and getting back to one's roots while moving forward. I would like to share a few reflections on this album and connect it to our gig as educators. I am so glad you are tuning into the podcast. My hope is that you are safe and peaceful during these summer months. Be sure to queue up some doors and welcome again to the Principal Lighter Notes Podcast. the producer walked out on the band. He had had enough. The band that he first heard in a small club was no longer the hungry, daring, innovative, unified band that he once knew. For the first time in his career as a record producer, Paul Rothschild was bored and put his head down on the recording console before he left the doors he told the band in question that he walked out on that their new music was uninspiring and that it sounded like cocktail music he told them to carry on without him This stunned the band they did not see this coming That walkout may have been the spark to kick the doors back into gear. The last few years of the band's journey had been marred by an attempt to stretch out their music with strings and horns on their fourth album, an often criticized album, The Soft Parade. It was considered a dud by fans and critics. Jim Morrison, the lead singer, was falling into personal crisis with his struggles with alcoholism. His onstage antics at the band's infamous Miami concert caused him to be charged with obscenity, indecent exposure, and public drunkenness. The Doors then faced the turmoil of his courtroom trial and the cancellation of numerous concerts. This was a band on the decline and quickly on the road to becoming a parody of itself as the temptation sang and the band played on during morrison's obscenity trial the doors slowly got back to its roots as a bar band with a love for the blues their following album morrison hotel reflected that rebirth unfortunately this was not the same band that producer Paul Rothschild heard on the day they were sharing their new material. Somehow, Rothschild's disappointment at the band's floundering inspired the band to wake up. Quickly, they decided to produce the album themselves with their trusty engineer Bruce Botnick. Also, they decided to record the album at their rehearsal room known as the Doors Workshop. It would be in a smaller, much more intimate setting where they felt at home. The band was going to get back to their roots once more with a sense of urgency. Jim Morrison had been appealing his sentence of six months hard labor in prison for the Miami concert incident, but the songs were there. The album would mostly be recorded live by their keyboardist Ray Manzarek, Percussionist John Densmore, guitarist Robbie Krieger, and vocalist Jim Morrison. They also brought in Elvis Presley's bassist Jerry Sheff and session guitarist Mark Benno to flesh out the sound. Morrison remained intact emotionally during the recording, and the band tightened its sound around Morrison's poetic lyrics. What resulted from this collaboration and this renewed sense of urgency was a garage rock masterpiece. L.A. Woman, when released in 1971, was a cohesive album that had hits like the title track, guitarist Robbie Krieger's radio friendly single, Lover Madly, and the album's closing track, the epic Writers on the Storm. While pending appeal of his sentence, Jim Morrison bade the band farewell and headed to Paris with his common-law wife, Pamela Corson. His intention was to work on another published book of poetry. He died there soon after of undetermined causes at the age of 27. L.A. Woman proved to be Jim Morrison's final epitaph with the Doors in His Lifetime. The band would carry on as a trio, record two more albums, and break up two years later. They did reunite in 1979 to put some of Morrison's recorded poetry to music in the album An American Prayer. In the canon of rock music, L.A. Woman is a testament to what a final album from a band should sound like. Raw. Uncompromised fully realized but yet still leaving the listeners to want more. It's an album that connects back to the collective vision of The Doors and highlights each bandmate's strengths and gifts. It's my favorite Doors album because it looks back at their roots as this garage band in love with the blues but it also hints at new promise and future adventures. How does an album by the self-proclaimed Lizard King connect to the schoolhouse? Why does an album that is truly a finale for a band connect to what we as educators endured during the past year of the pandemic? LA Woman is mostly seen as an epitaph and the end of the doors. I contend that educators can take many lessons from it And use it as a platform for inspiration moving forward into the upcoming school year. Stay tuned for why in the next segment. There are so many tight and right moments on LA Woman where you can feel the collective unity of a band reborn every note and lyric just locks in beautifully the band is tight and right they are in the pocket now keep in mind regardless of how you feel about the doors music they were students of music they were fans of music they devoured records by miles davis bob dylan john coltrane so they had a great appreciation for how a band should sound lyrically and musically and they always leaned back on each other as this kind of tight cosmic collective unit they could read each other's mind You can hear the cry of joy from Jim Morrison rallying everyone to get loose on the album's opening number, The Changeling. That track actually is a nod to James Brown. You can hear it ooze in their blues homage in their cover of John Lee Hooker's Crawling King Snake. Again, this is a band reborn and falling back in love with music and their vision as a band. In grooving to this album for many years, I have many moments of musical euphoria in listening to the album. For me, the title track, L.A. Woman, captures that in-the-pocket tightness and rightness of the doors. You hear it around the time of Ray Manzarek's ebullient tack piano solo right before he quotes a house in the country from blood, sweat, and tears. And then LA Woman skips blissfully into a beautiful samba, courtesy of John Densmore's percussive genius. And Robbie Krieger rides his slide guitar throughout the proceedings unhindered. LA Woman is an album demonstrating what it means for a band to get back to its roots. The Doors are playing together as a full collaborative unit and falling in love again with their shared vision as a band. Fifty years after its release, you can still feel the love in the grooves. Even though the album was created in the wake of rejection of their producer and serves as a farewell of sorts from Jim Morrison, the album resonates as a different kind of finale. It actually reminds me of a recent conversation I had with Lainey Rao. She is an educational consultant and author and educator with whom I'm collaborating with on a summer boxer chat series entitled Campfire Combos EDU. We were sharing reflections on the past school year, a school year that plagued and challenged everyone due to the global pandemic. In our conversation and planning, We shared how educators were pushed in so many ways, and this led educators to adjust and rethink the entire approach to teaching and learning. There were failures along the way, but there were also victories, many victories. This new normal approach led to renewed connections to students and educators revisiting their core and purpose in choosing our noble profession. We were looking back in a way that impelled us to move forward. Our talk reminded me of how The Doors did that on their final album with Jim Morrison. An unexpected event took place that was rooted in pain and disappointment with their producer leaving them. The Doors decided to reevaluate their purpose and they made something good out of the aftermath of what was supposed to be a loss. Hence, the creation of L.A. Woman, an album that looks backward and acknowledges past victories, but it also looks forward. The L.A. Woman album is definitely a different sounding band than the 1967 debut that featured their hit, Light My Fire. Educators are at that same crossroads this summer. We endured much hardship, loss, and heartache during the school year. We had to rethink the whole gig, try new things, and get back in touch with our core as educators. This is why I don't buy the term learning loss. It implies that we did nothing for our kids and allowed passivity to reign. I don't buy it and I will never buy it. I saw teachers reach the same zenith of joy like Ray Manzarek did during his tack piano solo on LA Woman. I saw teachers reach out to students in ways that surpassed expectations, whether it was a heartfelt Flipgrid message or socially distanced drive by. Teachers got their mojo back and ignited students to rise to new heights in their learning and understanding new relationships and appreciations developed in this school year. And my hope is that we don't go back to the same overwrought and tepid approaches to connecting with students and each other to salvage so-called learning loss. It's time for us as educators to balance our vision by looking back on what worked this school year and make the move to look forward as the doors did on LA Woman. We go back to our roots and remember what compelled us to enter the noble profession, like the Doors did in their recording of L.A. Woman. They went back to their roots. They went back to what made them a band. And teachers, we are called to do the same. Perhaps it means getting together with educators in your schoolhouse, district, or PLN to share what worked, and make moves to keep that goodness going forward into the new school year. Lainey and I are doing that with campfire combos. This can happen in a myriad of ways, finding that safe creative space like the Doors did in their workshop. It might mean a socially distanced coffee or a Zoom chat or a Voxer conversation. Or if you're vaccinated, of course, fully vaccinated, you can get together and, and look each other in the eye and gather around. Many things worked this past year and can serve as the basis for future connection and relationship building with our future world changers in the schoolhouse. Of course, when I talk about future world changers, I'm referencing our students, our why. Think of how examples of modeling solution building, collaboration, design thinking, and masterpiece thinking can inspire our students to do the same. Much tragedy and pain happened this year, but we have the power to leverage good and meaning of it to move forward into something better. There are moments on LA Woman where the band seems to acknowledge past and present pain. Check out the song Hyacinth House to catch my drift, where Morrison mournfully muses for wanting a new friend. It is important to acknowledge the turmoil and pain of this past year but it is equally important to look forward through a new lens a new lens that is shaped with the satisfaction that we made the impossible possible amidst difficult odds steadfast strife and unknown territory anxiety sometimes it takes a negative event to help us rediscover our purpose as the Doors did in the recording of L.A. Woman As Jim Morrison sings in the middle section of the title track, Got to Keep on Rising. And that is exactly what we must do for our students, our families, colleagues and bandmates, and ultimately for ourselves. Got to keep on rising. Rise on and keep it moving, my friends and bandmates. We got this and we continue to make positive difference in the schoolhouse. That's it for this episode. Thanks so much for stopping by the podcast and putting up with my love letter to one of my favorite Doors albums. It is appreciated, and I hope I can return the favor to you. Thanks to Laney Rowell for meaningful conversation and thought partnership. Our collaboration has yielded a four-week summer boxer chat series called hashtag Campfire EDU. Be sure to follow that hashtag, and I also invite you to follow Laney on Twitter at LaineyRowell. I hope to have Laney on as a guest on Principal Liner Notes very soon. Stay tuned for what I know will be an upbeat and engaging conversation. Speaking of guests, please be sure to tune in to the previous episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast where I featured my very first guest, Naomi Tolan, we had a wonderful chat in honor of Global Beatles Day last week, and that was all in connection to her global collaboration event, hashtag EEConquest. That was last week, and I was very honored to be a part of that with Naomi and the inspiring and amazing Shay and Pav of Staff Room Podcast. It was great for the four of us to be on, and hopefully you can catch that conversation on Naomi's hashtags EE Conquest or Empathetic Underscore Educators. Thanks to the musical legacy of The Doors, your proactive and positive approach to create the LA Woman album gave us some very cool music, and serves as a lasting lesson in collaboration and forward thinking. You can subscribe to this podcast on the platform of your choice from Anchor to Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Always appreciate it when you subscribe and share the podcast with others. My book, The Pepper Effect, published by Dave Burgess Consulting, Inc. is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and makes a great summer reading book study. This is Sean Gaylord for the Principal Liner Notes Podcast, signing off for now. Don't forget to share your dreams, for the world needs them from you. And you help make the world a better place by you just being you. Catch you on the flip side. Coming up, I do have a few episodes that are in the works for the Principal Liner Notes podcast, and I am excited to write and produce them and get them out to you. Also, I am looking for guests on this podcast and the new one that I'm developing called The Album That Changed My Life. Let me know if you are interested in joining me as a guest on one of those two podcasts. I would love to have you. I always look forward to upbeat conversation and sharing. In the meantime... Pick up a copy of L.A. Woman by the Doors when you get a chance. It is worth a listen on its 50th anniversary. Also, I always appreciate when you reach out and share podcast ideas and song titles and education ideas. And please keep those coming. always appreciate sharing and connecting with you. Thanks as always for that. And thanks again for tuning in. And stay safe.